0: the action network podcast i'm just about that action boss all right here we go from the 10th throwing end zone spectacular catch they're saying it's a catch touchdown
1: you see most gamblers when they go to gamble they go to win oh my
0: god that's incredible
1: (laughs) big bank small bank i like to make money
0: all right That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to (laughs) bet? And we are underway.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network Podcast presented by FanDuel. Today, we've got our NFL player projections for the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by a top five ranker in the game for this year, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? Congratulations, man.
0: Yeah, uh, congrats to you as well. top two ranker uh so congrats <laughs> on second it, place like it. i said two top five they're getting two top yeah, five at this podcast I mean, where do you get that anywhere else? i know it's it's incredible like if you were to parlay that two top five finishers <laughs> i mean that should be 20 to one that's really hard to do i think there was like 200 people in the contest this year too it had to be the most i've ever seen so yeah just beyond stoked we both finished top five it definitely took like my best week ever in <laughs> week um 17 or 16 i don't know if you saw that i finished like top five in every position, so oh, the time I had COVID, yeah, go from like, <laughs> yeah, I went from like 12th to fourth just because of that week. So I definitely needed that, but yeah, congrats on another fantastic season, bud. Yes, sir. Let's keep it going. Uh, so we got and congrats to Pat Thorman too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, for, great guy for winning the thing. Yeah. I go mean, follow him. Pat yeah. Thorman. Yeah. Hilarious. Great dude. Got to meet him a couple. Yeah. Times. but That is really. He he finished first, so kudos to him.
1: Uh, all right, right. Let's uh. so we're going to do a wild card round. We'll break it up. We'll, so for this episode, we'll keep it the same. We'll talk about the guys who are high and low on, our, our top players at every position, uh, and we'll throw out some props as usual. So let's kick it off with QB. Who are your top five for this uh, wild card round?
0: Uh, So I got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, and Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yep, got the same. What a different order. Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, three, Herbert. Then cousins five, but uh, same guys. Uh we'll see what's up with uh you know there's some injury questions with Lamar and, and Tua, obviously. Yep. But uh who are you
0: high on? Um so I'm high on Daniel Jones. Yep. Um it seems like uh just a couple weeks ago he, he was facing the Vikings and we were both high on him. And sure enough, you know, he had just the best game of the season. He threw for 334 yards, ran for 34. Um, so I have to imagine he'll run it back here. And like you alluded to, you know, this quarterback slate's pretty weak. Um, you know, we we don't know if Lamar or two are gonna play this week. Um, no Patrick Mahomes, no Jalen Hurts. Um, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are pretty big favorites, so they might need to might not need to throw as much. So I mean, Daniel Jones has a shot to be the top scoring quarterback this week. So um I have him QB seven, but I think he just has a massive ceiling here. Against just a really bad Vikings defense, and we we took advantage of this uh, just a couple of weeks ago as well.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm the same. This that's the guy that stands out to me is Daniel Jones. I mean, if there's anyone that's ranked that's going to be not you know ranked in the top five uh, that has a chance to finish as the overall QB one Jones. Because not only can he do it through the air, uh, you know, which which anyone could really do against this Vikings D, but he can do it on the ground as well. And so you're gonna if you're gonna have to you know put up points in and and stay with Josh Allen or somebody like that having that rushing upside is, is going to be essential. So yeah, it's Jones for me as well. Uh, what about who are you on?
0: Well, it looks like we're on the same page again. So if you yeah. want to go uh, first this time, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's Brock Purdy for me and nothing against the guy. I think he's playing great, uh, but you know, against the Seahawks, number one, another big favorite. And we know the Niners, yeah. when they get in the playoffs, especially their bread and butters, they're going to run the football. So you know he's the East, the the consensus quarterback 6 right now ahead of Daniel Jones uh I don't think that should be the case uh you know Purdy probably is not going to get to 300 yards passing just given the game script and uh you know the touchdowns they could be there but again the San Francisco team they're going to run they're going to play conservative they're in a they're in a game against the Seahawks team who is the third time playing it could be one of, it could be a lower scoring game just because that's how division games late in the year usually turn out anyway so a lot of things kind of I think going against Purdy, putting up big numbers, even though uh, he's playing very
0: well. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm on the same page as you. Uh, I have Purdy as my QB10, but, I mean, everything about this matchup is a positive for him. Um, you know, the Seahawks play a ton of zone. As we know, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, you know, back in healthy is great for Purdy. George Kittle all thrive against zone, so it's a really good matchup. Plus, the Seahawks, uh, they blitz the third lowest rate. Um... Against the Blitz, Purdy ranks 28th in um, adjusted net yards per attempt, 35th in QB rating um, versus teams sending four fewer rushers like the Seahawks tend to do. Um, he ranks first in adjusted net yards per attempt and first in QB rating. Um, so he's really good when teams don't send the Blitz. So this is a great matchup for him. But like you said, I, I think just the Niners, considering it's the playoffs, will just lean on the run game here. And their defense, and they should come away with a pretty easy win. Plus, this is a game we could see um, quite a bit of rain. It looks like um, so. There's a lot of external factors that are, are no fault to Purdy, of course. Uh, why I have him ranked low, but on paper, this is a great matchup for him. Yeah,
1: and you know, regarding things like the blitz and stuff, I mean, it's the, it's the playoffs. We could we could always see them switch it up in the playoffs, yeah. kind of
0: because um, you, you only got one shot now. So true, uh, true. And just real quick with Purdy, like he does have pretty good rushing upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a really good runner in college, but he just, for whatever reason, has not been tapping into that. He's basically Jimmy G back there, you know, averaging three to five rushing yards a game. So that's that's really hurt his floor ceiling combo. He does need those, you know, longer touchdown passes to keep afloat. But I mean, a- any given week now, he could run for 20 or more yards. He certainly has that upside, but um, that's definitely curbed his uh, fancy ability.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, probably with, him being the third string quarterback at this point, they're probably telling him like, you know, stay out of harm's way. Yeah. <laughs> don't really you know, because you can't. I mean, you've already yeah, who, gotten through. Who's their backup uh, right now? Josh Johnson. He he played in. A, oh, okay. Uh, he played last week. So uh, yeah, he's. But I mean, yeah. Josh Johnson XM can run. run. <laughs> <Legend>. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think you want him. I mean, if anyone could get weather that storm, it's the Niners. But still, you don't want to get to your fourth quarterback. Yeah. So. Uh, but that's going to be our prop, actually, is Rock Purdy, because this is an interesting oh. one. Uh, we're going to go to his passing yards. Uh, I'll put it at 225 and a half.
0: <laughs> Man, that's that's the perfect I was just writing up this matchup. Um, <laughs> his line right now is 215. Okay. Uh, um, but I, I said I'm projecting at 225. So, damn. Um, I will lean – yeah, this is tough. I'm going to lean under just based on what we were talking about. I think they will lean on the run more here. Um, it could be uh, – we could see a ton of rain. Um, so I'm just slightly leaning under here. And that's where the market is right now anyway. Yeah, but I'm, I saw that. am certainly in line with your prop. And you got yeah. –
1: uh, you get, you do have the Seahawks, like, terrible run defense. <laughs> like, like, the more – I know, the yeah. more yards for carry the Niners get, the less <laughs> yards to throw are going to be available. <laughs> so –
0: yeah. By, by the time this comes out, I will have already um, bet on Christian McCaffrey over 67 and a half rushing yards. I think that is way too low there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I'm sure we're probably going to get some Mitchell in there as well. Right. I mean, there's, it's, it's going to be a
0: and Debo. Yeah. Like I think, you know, Debo's going to get a couple of carries, yeah. uh, but either way, I think there's going to be so much volume that I'm still, I'm projecting McCaffrey to get, you know, 16, 17 carries, which is more than enough against this defense. Um to clear you know 67 yards.
1: That's a good segue into uh running backs. So your top five.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So kersh McCaffrey uh himself (laughs) is number one. Uh then I got Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and Travis Etienne.
1: Yep, I got McCaffrey, Eckler two, uh Barkley,
0: Cook, Etienne. So uh Mm -hmm. pretty much the same top five. Who you high on? Um, so I'm high on Leonard Fournette. I mean he's playoff Lenny for a reason, right? Um, and last week He only played three snaps. So, you know, he's been dealing with a ton of injuries um, especially apparently a Liz Frank injury. So getting a semi week off will certainly help him um, be fresh for this matchup. Um, And, you know, Dallas has a really good secondary, but they, they have um, they they ranked 21st in the year against running back. So I think um, one way the Buccaneers can move the ball with, you know, through, as opposed to running the ball would be dump offs to Leonard Fournette. So I, I think he has um, so a pretty big uh, receiving upside here. Plus they'll probably lean on more as a runner. Just like I said, it's the playoffs, So maybe Rashad White sees, you know, a downtick in usage just because he's a rookie. So I could see them leaning on Fournette pretty heavily here. Um, so like him, he's my RB to eight to open up the weekend. The consensus has him RB 14. So I'm six slots higher. Uh, and the other guy's a little bit more under the radar, but it's Michael Hasty. Uh, against the chargers he's my rb 17 consensus has them rb 23 but he's he's been eating into travis Etienne's receiving usage uh quite a bit the past two weeks so he's you know typically averaging around a 35 percent rouse run rate so that's he, he's a good bet for two or three receptions based on that usage um possibly more if the Jags do get into a trailing game script this game could turn into a shootout so uh, plus he he'll probably only see a handful of carries but against those chargers Rush defense, um, he could pop one for a big gain. So I think if anything, he's probably just a sneaky play uh, for GPPs on these smaller slates. But uh, I, I do like Hasty compared to the consensus right now.
1: I mean, over under amount of times Travis Etienne limps back to the sideline like <laughs> three and a half. Oh God! <laughs> you know, he just, Hopefully I feel like he's, under. He's like he he he's like every game. It just seems like he just gets hit some in like some awkward way. Uh, and he's kind of, I don't know, he's like a very slim guy. He's, pr- he's pretty in shape. So it's like it always looks worse than it ends up being because he always ends up coming back in the game. But, <laughs> yeah, man, you can just see – you can see a few carries for Hasty just based on the way ETN seems to get hit. Yeah. Time. Uh, True. Yeah, I'm high on Jeff Wilson uh Jr. here, and it looks like Raheem mm. Mostert might miss this game against the Bills with a broken thumb. And a couple weeks ago – well, a few weeks ago when these two teams met up, faced off – the Bills gave up over 200 scrimmage yards to the Dolphins' backfield. Uh, You know, it was 181 on the ground, another 28 through the air, 27 through the air, excuse me. So, uh, you know, the Dolphins, they're probably going to, you know, even if Tua plays, which I I don't know if that's going to happen, but the Dolphins are going to have to kind of shorten the game. They're they're not going to be able to fully rely on just throwing it around. I don't think so. I I do think they're going to have to rely on their ground game. And Wilson, you know, he was already – beating out Mostert these last couple of weeks in snaps. So if Mostert's out, I think that's a big boost for him. But either way, uh, I think Wilson's going to be a little bit slept on. Uh, obviously, the game script's not ideal, but Wilson can catch some passes out of the backfield as well, so uh, like him. Uh, all right, we're uh, – uh, uh, who are you low on?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to just segue from that. Uh, I'm low on Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Uh, and it that's seems it. like a cheap shot because uh, uh, he might miss the game due to his broken thumb. But I think since it's the playoffs, he does gut it out and play um, and he could even get the start who knows, but I- I'm guessing it's going to severely limit his usage on passing down. So in a game where they're 10 point underdogs, yeah. um, that's certainly going to come into play. I think that he- he's not going to be able to pass block as good, certainly catch passes. So um it, it might be one of those situations where he ends up shooting up but you know i would avoid him completely just based on his thumb injury uh and the other guy is um in the same game james cook um you know i have him as my rb15 uh the consensus is rb10 this is one of those spots where they they could just lean on devin singletary uh, a bit more i know cook has outplayed singletary the past few weeks or pretty much all season but you know they probably want to lean on the veteran for the first round of the playoffs at least um plus the you know the dolphins play the second most man coverage and cook you know as like most running backs don't get as much usage against man he averages 0.68 yards per route run against man that goes up to 1.93 versus zone so it's not a good matchup for him in the passing game and this could be a game where josh allen just decides to scramble a lot more especially against man coverage um so while i do like you know cook's upside probably in the later rounds i think this opening round they'll probably lean on singletary a bit more
1: and maybe, who knows, maybe Naeem Hines earned himself an extra couple snaps. Oh, there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no yeah. No uh, kidding. Yeah, no kidding.
1: So you never know. I mean, in the playoffs, yeah. I know one thing I do know is they trust Singletary a lot. Like, they really, he's like a very yeah. trusted, that's why even though he fumbles all the time, they, they always go back to him. So, yeah, that, I mean, right. it's, it could be one of those weird things because I know McDermott's never been big on rookies. So, you know, like Shakir is another guy to watch out for. You know, some of these rookies may actually see yeah. a dip in playing time uh you know as we get into the playoffs but uh for me it's joe mixon he's the he's the ecr number five running back uh i think he should be outside the top five this week this baltimore run d is very very good they're number seven uh in run d dvoa and we just saw you know mixon kind of bailed himself out with five catches for 41 yards but uh on the ground only 11 for 27 and and a touchdown uh, against that baltimore defense it's just really tough to run against them so uh, I'm, I'm not expecting, you know, monster game, uh, especially when there's other guys on the slate like, you know, ETN and who have better matchups. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook. So I, I don't. He's not. Mixon is not a top five back for me uh, this week. All right, what are we doing for the prop?
0: <laughs> well, you already threw out a Travis Etienne prop a number of times. He gets, uh, you know, <laughs> to <of> the sideline. <laughs> Let's just go with a more um, natural prop here. Let's go with rushing yards against the Chargers. Um, you know he he was brutal last week against a very good run defense, yeah. but this is a much easier matchup for him. So uh, I'm going to set the line at 64 and a half. Are you over or under that? Uh, I'm over because the Chargers, okay. you know, they're good for giving, like you said, they're good for giving up
1: explosive run plays. Uh, and etn, <laughs> I mean, they're going to wean on him. I mean, they they they've shown it. You know, even even against uh uh, yeah. uh like pretty much everyone, as long as he's been healthy, he's been in. He's been in and taking most of the snaps. I know in, in that one game against Houston where they were blowing him out. That's the only time he kind of gave up snaps to Connor. Uh yeah, Connor and Hasty. But uh yeah, I, I think ETN is gonna have a, I think they're gonna lean on ETN and he's gonna have a big game. So uh yeah, I'm over. Right, You're up uh, by
0: three in the contest, right?
1: Uh but we saw I I mean I missed contest? the pod I missed the okay. pod last week, so I don't know if we I don't know if you guys calculated it. Oh I
0: have to
1: Yeah, you have, we have no, to No, no, no. I think it was three heading okay, into right. last week or whatever. Gotcha. So um yeah but yeah we'll have to do it i think i think you need like one extra one to <laughs> have to give you before the playoffs are up um yeah one of yours we'll has figure out it out. or something yeah But uh, wide receiver top five.
0: Uh, so pretty straightforward. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and CD Lamb. Yeah, I got Jefferson, Chase, Diggs, Hill, and uh, Keenan Keenan Allen. Uh, oh,
1: nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's balling, man. I he's like he's, he's like, oh hell yeah like, Jesus, <laughs> kind of came out of the like it's just been every week. It's like okay. I don't know
0: why he played so much last week though. I mean. I project them for like three catches. Yeah, man. Um, thirty-five yards. Yeah, hope, just hope, went off, so right. Hopefully,
1: anyone didn't bet better, bet better, better props based on our projections on, on the charges because that was I, I didn't even know what, what to do to be. Any... I thought I thought that for sure they were going to rest their starters entirely. You know, if the if the uh what was oh. it? who was it who had a win if the Ravens lost – if the Bengals won I thought the Chargers weren't even going to play guys so I had them like. I had most of the starters in like you know twenty like fifty percent oh, less you know so yeah
0: the whole week there were so many I mean I usually have way more clarity on these preseason games um and you know usually the last week of the season it is always nuts but this time was just especially nuts because it was just impossible to know which teams were going to play their starters um I mean Tampa played yeah. their starters uh, for the first half and stuff so things like that but Key and Allen – Eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns, and a meaningless game it was so bizarre. I wonder
1: if he. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it was any incentives. I don't know what it might like, He it seemed like he maybe he nah, wanted to get some no type of numbers. Was. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird, but I, uh, I mean, anyway, ball he balled out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah in the playoffs against Jacksonville. I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared of that matchup at all. So, um, <laughs> no like way. with CD, the one thing about CD, I remember that first game of the season. He didn't do anything. That's the only thing that scares me about him because he's usually my top five. I mean, he yeah. had a crazy end to the season too, but I think it was like two of 11 uh, in week one against Tampa Bay. So that's something that's going to be interesting.
0: Um, yeah. Right, who are you high on? Um, so I'm high on Darius Slayton, but pretty much every uh, Giants pass catcher <laughs> to be honest. But like I said, last, last time they met a couple weeks ago, Dale Jones threw for 334 yards. Um, Slayton caught four passes for 79 Um, And he's been averaging around like a 97% routes run rate the past five games or so. Um, And I think just with Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins playing at just a high level of light, it could open things up for Slayton even more. So I think, um, you know, he's just getting so much playing time. He's their main downfield threat. So just a couple uh, deep passes here and he could have a massive game. Um, So he's my wide receiver 19 right now. Um, I think consensus was somewhere in the twenties. Uh, but I like him. Oh, like I said, with Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, all of them. Like them all this week. Uh, and then as always, one last time, I guess. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Um, I have Christian Kirk, wide receiver eight. Consensus has him wide receiver 16. Zay Jones, I have him, wide receiver 15. Consensus wide receiver 21. Um, I don't really know what's going on here. Just it seem like seems like I'm always much higher on these guys, but um could be a potential shootout against the Chargers. Uh, you know, the Jaguars are one one and a half point underdog here so while you know they could lean on etn heavily here um i, I do think they'll have to air it out at some point point. plus both these receivers had big games against the chargers earlier in the season so I, I can't really tell why the consensus is so long these guys but uh i've loved investing on these guys so i'm really high on these guys once again
1: yeah kirk is the guy i had circled because you know, we know we always like to look at like the the schemes of the other team, and the Chargers tend to play more man than than most teams. They're usually top ten in man coverage rate, and Kirk especially. I mean, two point eight yards per route against man coverage. Weeds the Jaguars, uh, and you know that's compared to. Uh, 1.6 against zone. So this is, you know, they could obviously switch it up, but they tend, you know, teams that play yeah. man tend to play man. Like that's just what we tend to see. Uh, so really like Kirk here and he's their number one receiver either way. So, and he goes in the slot. So he'll be able to kind of move around uh, like Zay as well. But I think Kirk really stands out as that guy. He, he's kind of yeah. taken that, that lead among Jaguar receivers all year long. Even when Zay would pop up with a good game, you know, Kirk would be that guy that to stay pretty consistent
0: uh, for most of the year. So really like, really like Kirk this week. Who you low on? Uh, so I'm low on Brandon Ayuk um, against the Seahawks. Uh, he's my wide receiver 17. The consensus has him wide receiver 11. But, you know, we could see some significant rain here. Um, and Ayuk's the higher dot player of, you know, the top pass catchers in this offense. So he could take a hit there. Uh, plus, you know, the Seahawks are zone-heavy defense, and that typically favors Chris McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Usually Ayuk gets a huge plus when he's uh, facing a team that plays a ton of man coverage um plus he's also the most likely to face Tariq Woolen too so he has a lot of different things going against him here obviously he's very talented uh but just with all those factors and with the the Niners probably winning this game pretty easily just leaning on the run game and defense um I'm a bit lower on Ayuk this week um and then I, I'm also pretty low on Mike Evans as well uh he's my wide receiver 13 right now actually compared to the consensus of wide receiver five and I I bet most people will overlook his zero catch game last week he left early due to an illness it was a meaningless game so I think that people still have that 10 catch two hundred seven yard, three touchdown game still fresh in their mind but I mean he was in a uh, sort of a seven game slump heading into that I think you pointed that out where he hadn't scored since week four so in week four he got eight passes 103 yards and two touchdowns so most of his fancy production this year has come in two games Um, And while he obviously, you know, he has one of the highest ceilings than any receiver in the game, um, you know, on a slate like this, you know, I'm a bit lower than him. Um, And, you know, Dallas is a really tough matchup as well. They rank third in DVOA against the pass. They have the third highest pressure rate. So Brady might want to get rid of it a little bit quicker. So, like I said, Leonard Fournette could see an increase in targets. And same with Chris Godwin. I think Brady's going to want to get rid of it pretty quick. So that could also hurt Mike Evans as well in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I, I go back and forth because Dallas—they seem like they'd be a tough matchup. But have you looked at their numbers versus wide? It's like every, all of their passing production only comes against wide receivers. So it's like, like I think they're like they give up. Yeah, it's like something like like twenty-two of their twenty-four passing t- uh, receiving touchdowns have gone to wide receivers. so it's it's pretty nuts. So probably yeah.
0: have, they have a bunch of cornerback injuries. Too. Yeah, that's
1: probably what it's yeah. been. But it's it, it's a yeah. weird one to kind of get a handle on. But uh, yeah, I'm actually low on, on C.D. Lamb. Mentioned it earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I just I think that it's just you know he's been a such a consistent guy uh, for most of the year but you know his real one slip up did come to you know to start the year against these Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, just two catches for 29 yards on 11 targets he was visibly frustrated uh, throughout that game and he played all the snaps in that game so uh, I do think that is something to kind of watch here, uh, especially with you know the decks kind of struggling with some of the interceptions, you know, maybe he doesn't force it to a guy like CD quite as much as he would otherwise. So I I do think there's some, some considerable downside here, even for a guy that's getting as much volume uh, as CD has gotten. And another guy is Isaiah McKenzie. Um, He's the ECR wide receiver 23, uh, but he's, he's uh, ranked over guys like Adam Thielen and Isaiah Hodgins. And (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just don't think, you know, he, he's still, he is going to get, I think about two thirds of the snaps, you know, they might not play a guy like Shakir as much, but either way, I just think in a game where it could be a positive game script for the Buffalo Bills, uh, you have to look at the guys that are going to be playing, you know, 90 plus percent of the snaps over a guy like McKenzie who varies from, from week to week. And is usually in that 50 mm-hmm. to 75% range. All right. Uh, let's go to the prop and uh, we'll stay in this Niners game. I uh, went there before with quarterback. Uh, I'm going with Debo for this one. Cause <laughs> This is going to be interesting. You know, in the playoffs, he really went ham. Really, every time he's been in the playoffs, he's gone ham. Uh, so, you know, rushing receiving yards. Let's go with a combined rushing receiving yards for him. Oh. Uh, yeah, because he's not, you know, they don't need him to be as much of a running back. So I'm curious as to where you think it's going to all shake out. Yeah. But with uh, 65 and a half total.
0: Oh, man. Uh, let's see. So I have... I'm getting two and a half carries. Um, okay. I, they have Christian McCaffrey now, so I don't yep. think it's going to be the, the five to eight rush attempts we saw last year in the playoffs. So I have it uh, 64 and a half. <laughs> um, wow. So um, God, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just, I'll go under. I don't like it uh, one bit. Um, So I have his, I have his um receiving yardage at like, 46 and, a half, and the market opened up at 38 and a half. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and I was going to bet it, but it, it went up. It's already up to 41 and a half uh, by now. So um, yeah, the market's a little bit lower than me, but man, that that's such a good line. Uh, I just think a game like this, they'll, they'll, they're will they going to lean on Kirsch McCaffrey a lot more than we think. I mean, they, they traded all those pieces to get him. So I think they're going to lean on him heavily and maybe give Debo a little bit of breather. I know he returned to a full, you know, roll last week. He had an 85% routes run rate but they still need him healthy for the later round. So I think if they can, he'd be the player they limit, um, especially with rush attempts. So I, I'm going to go under, but I don't like it. Like you said, he, he can go off at a moment's notice. And this is a great matchup for him, but uh, I, I think his median here is just a bit lower.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it also depends on, you know, what you're, what you're projecting for Purdy. Cause you mentioned like the market's kind of a little different from, yeah. from what we have. So yeah, it, that could kind of, I, I think as the weather forecast becomes clear too, that'll, That'll kind of change. It's yeah. so probably not one of the things you do necessarily want to touch early in the week either way.
0: Yeah, he's he's a type of player, honestly, that could thrive in the rain as well. I mean, just yeah. get him the ball and True. make people miss. I, he's probably the one – he and maybe Kittle and McCaffrey uh, are the players that it probably doesn't matter. The they're so good after the catch. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just – yeah. I mean, honestly, they're just – Ray, Ray McCloud. Yeah. handle the Seahawks here. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Uh, let's go to tight end. Who you got in the top five?
0: Uh, so I got T.J. Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Evan Ingram, and Dalton Schultz. I got Kittle, one, uh, Hawkinson, two, Andrews, three,
1: Ingram, four, uh, and then Dawson Knox, uh, number five. Nice. Um,
0: who are you high on? Uh, so I'm high on Cade Um, you know, against the Cowboys. He's my tight end nine. Consensus has him tight end 12 right now. Um, and last week, he only ran around on 24% of – Tampa Bay's dropbacks, I should say. Uh, and just considering how the Buccaneers have used him the past few weeks, he is their clear number one tight end. So the fact that he saw limited playing time last week is a good sign for him this week. So uh, I think he's going to go back to his 85% routes run rate he had in the previous two games. Um, and, you know, he sh- should see a ton of usage this week. He's only, he's a rookie. He's only going to get better. Um, you know, Brady's only going to trust him even more now. Um, so I think he has a ton of upside here. And I think people might overlook his low usage last week as, you know, a negative sign, but I, I saw that as a positive sign. Yeah, I think,
1: you, I mean, realistically, you just got to kind of throw out that game last week. I mean, they played guys for half, like, you know, it was yeah. just, okay, Brady wants to get his passing record. So they got him the nine completions and the whatever attempts it was. And then, you know, Evans left early. Godwin played like 40%. But yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is, uh, you know, over under how many active tight ends for the Bucks three and a half. Like does Cameron Braid get healthy scratched, <laughs> well, or, or does Rudolph get out? Because like they they went away from Braid to Rudolph these last few games, uh. But they you know, like one of those guys might get scratched
0: for this. Like it's not going yeah, they... to be Coquille, yeah, the fullback too. No, they love Kokeef. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, earlier in the season it was Kyle Rudolph that was a healthy scratch. Lately it's been Brait, but yeah, I think Rudolph got hurt. Like he oh, might uh, not even play. I that. So I think okay. their decision easier. Yeah. Yeah, he got banged up, uh, left the game with a knee injury. Who knows if they were just being cautious because it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really do think uh either Brayt or Rudolph will be a-, a healthy scratcher. They've been, you know, treating the tight end room like that. I would say since, like, what, week seven, week eight? At yeah. least for K. Doughton is just the man. Like, he is their legit number one tight end right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with under three and a half tight ends <laughs> active if we're including Keith in that group.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's listed as tight end. Um, all right, yeah, I like, uh, I like Daniel Bellinger this week. You know, let's not forget about him in this Vikings game because uh, I think you pointed out last week, like, he's running a route, like, every single snap almost these days you know since coming back from that that injury his his route participation rates have been uh 83 percent then he had one at 60 percent then 97 94 97 so in a playoff game you'd have to expect him to be right up there you know in the 90s again uh so yeah really like him and this vikings defense i mean it's it's pretty you know it's they play a lot of zone it's just it's just not a hard defense to at least accumulate passing numbers, even if you're not always going to get it into the end zone. Uh, I think this is, is kind of profiles as one of the bigger giant passing games of the year, as we saw it in the first matchup. So uh, yeah, like, Daniel, like Daniel Bellinger this week.
0: Yeah. No, I love that call. I mean, the box score hasn't really been matching his underlying usage, but just he is a four or five catch catch game waiting to happen right now. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, the Vikings uh, just, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins have been playing so well, they're going to have to pay attention to them, and it could open things up for Daniel Bellinger. So, yeah, I love that call on, on a smaller slate this weekend.
1: Yes, and it's like you get a couple of two-minute drives or something like that. That's when you could really just, you know, just keep moving the chain, yeah. get a couple of catches, cheap catches. So, uh, all right,
0: who do you low on? who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Noah Fant here uh, against the Niners. He's my tight end 14. Consensus has him tight end Ten, But this is, you know, just obviously a tough matchup overall against 49ers. And despite Will Disley going on IR a couple weeks ago, we haven't seen fans usage increase much at all. It's been Colby Parkinson yeah. who has benefited the most. So both these tight ends are especially splitting, you know, 60 to 65% routes run rate uh, each. Um, So just with the limited playing time and the tough matchup, uh, I, I'm pretty low on Noah Fant here. Yeah, I
1: thought that was – I know he got hurt in, the like, the first game – without Disley. So like two weeks ago he got hurt. And then and then so I was like, okay, are they gonna is he gonna go back to normal? But <laughs> it, you know, he kind of stayed in that, you know, 60 ish percent range. Uh, and Parkinson yeah. was kind of right behind him. So um not too big of a bump for for Noah Fant there. Uh yeah, I'm all on Hayden Hurst. He's mainly because he's an ECR top five tight end. I just don't think he should be top five over you mm-hmm. know a guy like Dawson Knox, uh Evan Ingram, somebody like that. Um Baltimore is number seven in DVOA. Against tight ends. And again, you know, anytime you have these divisional games, especially now, it's the second time they're playing in two weeks. It's the third time they're playing this year. Uh, I think you could get just kind of lower scoring matchups. Both of these matchups haven't really been high scoring to begin with. Uh, so, you know, the tight end, you, you want tight ends in a spot where, you know, they have a high touchdown probability. And I just, I don't think it's a particularly great matchup uh, for Hayden Hurst. So he's outside of my top five this week.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a great call. I'm I'm a, a huge Hayden Hurst fan, obviously, but he's my tight end seven. Yeah. yeah uh, but he he's super cheap. He's super cheap in DFS, though. I think he is. He's probably overrated in the consensus ECR. But in DFS, I think he's too cheap this week.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think you, you know, if you're stacking with like Burrow or something, or or you're trying yeah, to fade, yeah. you're trying to fade Chase, you know, because that's really how you have to attack DFS. It's like, okay, who am I fading? It's like, if you're fading Jamar Chase and T Higgins, you know, somebody's going to probably catch a touchdown from Joe Burrow. Uh, so then that's when you go with a guy like Hurst. But yeah, I
0: just – No, yeah, he has a – Yeah, he has a higher ceiling than some of these guys. But wait, who the hell are people ranking over – do they have him over Schultz or Knox? Yeah, like, I think Schultz and Knox, be, I think. think. Yeah. Wow. No, yeah, or well, Ingram. That's, that's wait, one crazy. of them. Let me, let me cheat. Uh... Ingram. Oh, my God. I'm like one or two points off uh, from those guys. Let's see. That's pretty crazy. Let me see. It's yeah. Yeah, Ingram wow. and Schultz. yeah. So yeah. Ingram and Schultz. Wow. Yeah. Uh all right. What are we doing for the prop? Nuts. Uh let's go with TJ Hawkinson receiving yards. Um last week, Irv Smith returned. He looked pretty good. Uh he had limited um usage, but just curious if, if you think it's gonna impact Hawkinson at all. Um, uh, but I have Hawkinson's receiving prop at uh, 54 and a half right now. Oof, uh, let's
1: see, 54 and a half. That is, ooh, I'll go, I'll go under just because, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's at least some uncertainty about it. Like, I know Hawkinson, yeah. he also did, he had the huge game in the, against the Giants in the first one, 13 uh, of 16 for 109, and that came off the heels of, like, uh, he was, like, the only guy who didn't produce when Cousins threw for, like, 500 yards against the Colts. So, like, now <laughs> yeah. I think, it like, the Giants, you know, you probably want to make, Osborne or Thielen beat you this time like I don't think I don't think you want to I don't think you want a repeat of TJ Hawkinson going 13 for 109 and two so usually that's how these things kind of ebb and flow here so uh and then on top of that you do have the uncertainty of you know is Irv Smith just going to play the Johnny Munt role probably not because Munt is a blocker Irv Smith is not so like any snap Smith get would probably come out directly from Hawkinson so yeah for for those reasons I will go under that is going to do it for our week Nineteen, AKA wildcard weekend NFL player projections episode of the action network podcast presented by FanDuel for more great fantasy content from Sean and I be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out now over on the fantasy flex podcast channel. Uh, And if you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on this channel, actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content as well as our up-to-date projections for our dfs tools and models you can find sean on twitter at the underscore Oddsmaker and the at chris raybon and at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app good luck this weekend and let's get this money